Okay, I'm a little nervous. I don't usually, I'm not like Hetty. I don't usually have one of these earpieces on, so I'm going to try and get through this and not uh, cough on you. Uh, we started this whole thing uh, with a long-range planning process, really started in about 2013. And we, we went through and identified the items that were the most important, and we used community members, and then we took that through the Board of Education and our administration, and then, then we took it to the voters. And when we did that, we, we wanted a plan to continue to address our maintenance issues. Uh, I did a little math this, this weekend, and the, before we opened Charter Oak, the average age of our buildings was 71 years old. With the opening of Charter Oak, that took it down to 64 years. Uh, these buildings are, they're old and they need work. And so we want to continue that plan. We want also, safety of our buildings is critical. You don't build a school the way you did in 1975, 1985 even, and certainly not the way you did in 1924 when our current junior high was built. And then we, we had a goal with the last bond issue to ease in-town traffic congestion, and a big part of that was the switch from uh, grade centers to neighborhood schools, and we've accomplished a lot of that. But with the work at Cotterill, we feel like we can ease some more of that in-town traffic congestion, especially in that, around that building. And then uh, we want to prepare for future growth without using portable classrooms. And I'll talk a lot about that. As the, a portable classroom is not a conducive environment for quality education, but it's also a safety issue. And so why do we need this? Well, history is why we need this. And I'm not talking about, this is Logan County High School. Uh, that is where uh, Fogarty sits now. Uh, and that was the first high school. But the main reason that we need this is the history that's contained on this slide. And uh, we went basically 10 years without passing a bond issue. And when you have buildings that in 2018, average 71 years old, and you're falling behind with all of these failed bond issues, you're, you are going to have to play catch up. And so when you look at these bond issues, the ones that stick out are the ones that, are, that are, have a majority but didn't have a supermajority that's required to pass. That indicates that the community, by and large, supported what was on there, but they didn't get the yes voters out. And what was different in May of 2015? Uh, well, that was the highest bond issue, the, the largest bond issue this district has ever passed, and it passed with almost 77% approval. But the key thing here is we had almost one-third of the eligible voters voted in that election. And that is huge for a bond election, and that was the only thing on the ballot. And so we mobilized our yes voters. Looking forward at the growth that we have in this district, you see right here we had a, in 2012, we had a large jump in enrollment and we had a, a slight dip in 2017. That follows the economy in Logan County. And, but the key thing here is we, even though the economy tanked to a certain degree 
we never dropped down as low as where we were in 2005. That's a sign that we are sustaining that growth. And the residential housing that's being built inside our school district comes with kids. And so the time to prepare for that is not after the kids get here. It's before they show up. Uh, when we talk about funding options, and, and uh, Travis uh, alluded to uh, the building fund, we, we, have, we derive our, our funds from two basic uh, parts of the property tax. One is a building fund, one is the general fund. And you'll see that on your property tax statement. And in the building fund, we get around $630,000 a year, 300000 of which we use for routine maintenance, such as keeping the doors open, making sure the, the windows work, the toilet paper, et cetera, et cetera, all the chemicals. And then we've been reserving about 230000 or so for maintenance emergencies. Those are necessary because we have not been proactive in our replacement of things. For instance, when a classroom heater or an air conditioner goes out and we have to replace that. And so we have to have a savings account in order to do that. And then we have about $100,000 a year that we use towards certain projects that we deem are, are priorities. And then in the general fund, and capital improvements are not allowed to be paid for out of the general fund, but about 87% of that goes to our teacher, sal- teacher and staff salaries 9% is fixed operating costs, and that would be uh, insurance, electricity, natural gas, things such as that. And then 4% is discretionary budget. And so you can see that there's not a lot of wiggle room there. And so what's left is bond issues. And this is, this is an important bullet point. They require a supermajority to pass, and that's why it's so critical that the yes voters show up and don't assume that it's going to pass. And... This is an additional property tax that we use because we, as a district, will go into debt and we'll take that property tax each year and put that in to pay off our debt. And, and we have what I call our credit limit, and that is 10% of our net assessed valuation or otherwise all of the, all of the uh, value of all property inside the Guthrie Public School District that is taxable. And we, we can go into debt up to 10% of that amount, which is around $13 million. And we can, you know, if you're, if you're out there doing the, the math there, you're going, well, the, you had a $16.2 million bond issue. How'd you, if your debt ceiling is $13 million, but you can vote one time as long as you pay off some of those bonds and then sell some more bonds. And that's what we're talking about doing with this $19.25 million bond issue as well. And so that is a series bond issue. It is voted on. It's a clicker. I'm struggling with the clicker here. Back up. There we go. Okay. It's voted on in an amount that exceeds the debt cap, and we will sell bonds, we'll pay off some of those bonds, and we'll sell some more. And we only vote on that one time. And when you see where we are versus our surrounding districts for paying off that debt, this is, a, this is an important slide because sometimes I've heard from people, if my taxes go up, I just, I'll have to move somewhere else. I can't afford to live here. And so these are our surrounding districts. And uh, Travis alluded to a very conservative millage for our community. 
And uh, right now, we're at 14.12. When we talked to the voters in 2015, we promised that it would be in the, the target was 15.7. And we've never gotten that high. Uh, we've kept this below what we said we were going to do. And you can see the other districts around us, Crescent at 39.03, Deer Creek, Edmond. And then this is the entire OKC metro area. Um, and you can see a lot, lot more school districts listed here. Our target is 17, and last time our target was 15.7. And again, we never got above 15 because of the growth in our school district. And so... Part of that is all of the new residential housing that's been built, and part of it is our property has appreciated at a rate higher than most of the other school districts in the state. And because we kept that below there, this is a part of accountability that we're proud of. Uh, we, we made a promise to the voters, and, and we came through with our promise. This is where our millage was for all of the time since we've had the bond issue on the books. And again, never above 15. So the question is, will, will your taxes go up? And the answer is yes. But how much? $100,000 home, $2.40 per month. $150,000 home, $3.60 per month from what you're paying now. And still well below Crescent, Deer Creek, Edmond, districts that are in close proximity to us. And also well below what the, uh, what the tax burden was when Gelsma Stadium was renovated in the last bond issue before the 2015 uh, bond issue that we passed. So talking about our schools today, uh, we have buildings that are in a lot of different varied needs of, from desperate in some cases to, to cosmetic. I guess our newest building other than Charter Oak is starting to show its age. It's now 30 years old. And that, you know, who would not do some work in a 30-year-old home? And you've got to remember that you've got, in that building, we've had 700 kids running around, not just a family. And the last bond issue... We were buying computers from Edmond Public Schools. We now, in this last bond issue, had technology put in there. Uh, I can say that all of our teachers have a new computer now. Uh, we purchased a lot of student computing devices, some of them Chromebooks, some of them uh, iPads. We are, we are now buying newer things for our students. Um, but we still, have, we still have to have technology funds. And so we have, in this, as we phase this in, we have technology throughout these bond issues so that it's not a situation where we have one time a whole $900,000 and then everything wears out at the same time. Uh, our enrollment is growing uh, modestly along with the city population, but this is an important uh, bullet point. The county population is growing at a rate greater than the state average, and that is our school district. We are growing. And this was true the last bond issue as well. We still have, we have more students live outside the city limits than live inside. I gave this presentation to the seniors at the high school today. 
and had them hold up their hands if they lived outside the city limits. And it was, a, <clears throat> it was about two-thirds, I think, that live outside the city limits. Um, we used to use lease purchase agreements to purchase buses and things uh, because we did not have enough funds and we were trying to leverage our funds. But we, you know, on a lease purchase, it costs more money in the end to do it that way. And so now we have been saving money and purchasing buses with money that we have saved and, and one-time uh, purchases for, uh, uh, I think we've gotten now all of our 2002 buses off the road. Uh, we had about 13 of them on the road uh, just about four or five years ago. Um, I would, in a perfect world, we would have a bond fund for transportation. But our needs in our buildings are much greater than what we can afford uh, to have a transportation bond. We've got to take care of our buildings first. And right now, you, you know, we opened some bids on, on some HVAC work at the high school uh, just the other day. Our construction cr- pricing climate is very favorable right now, and the interest rates are still, uh, even though they've risen a little bit, they're still fairly low. So what did we do? Well, we built the first new school since 1989 in the last bond issue. Uh, we started the work on the junior high, and we did a lot of HVAC work at Central Elementary. We put new roofs on Fogarty Central and Guess. This is work right now that's going on at the high school, and it will, it will kick into high gear when school's out. The central portion of, the, of Guthrie High School has had a major heat and air problem for many years. And in several of those failed bond issues... That was something that was, that was put in those bond issues, and it failed. And we're not, we have not provided a good environment for our kids and our teachers to, to teach and learn. And so we're going to address that. Also, I talked about the technology enhancements. We have a lot of uh, technology that's been enhanced with our sa- security and safety, but also with our teacher computers and student computers. And all of this was completed under budget and on time. It was pretty close at Charter Oak, but we made it. Again, accountability. So the projects that we have identified that are, that are most important for us, and we have to phase these in. As I mentioned on that debt cap, in a perfect world, we would do all of this at once, up front. But we can't exceed that debt cap of 10%. And so we're still paying off some of the debt at Charter Oak for the cost of building that that building. And so because of that, the high-ticket item, which is to replace Cotterill, will be at the end of this this phase. But we'll start with uh, Fogarty. And uh, that building was built in 1937. And the goal, uh, one of the main things is we want to replace the auditorium seating. When we went from uh, grade centers to neighborhood schools, this is the only elementary that has an auditorium. And so we did all of our Christmas programs for the elementaries other than Charter Oak in this auditorium. But uh, trust me, this is, I didn't have to have anybody stage this. I just walked in and started looking for seats that were missing bottoms. And the only way, we can't buy parts for those seats any longer. The only way for us to fix those seats is to take another row out. And we've probably taken out five, six, seven rows already. And, and we have to cannibalize the parts and put them into those seats. And then the restrooms. Again, this is 1937 that this building was built. And you can tell that this is uh, 
original equipment uh, restroom plumbing, and uh, this is this is what our kids are using every day. That's going to cost about six hundred twenty thousand. Is what our estimate is at Fogarty. And then uh, the, also in that first phase, securing our buildings is is the a primary goal. Uh, we have. Uh, Right now, we have a system where you, you have a camera, you buzz, you're buzzed in, the door is locked, and you're buzzed in, and you're sort of on the honor system when you, to go to the office. We want to make sure that anyone that comes in is, the only way they can get in there is to go into the office so that, uh, so that we do not have people that enter the, the rest of the school. And then we have $150,000 in classroom technology in this phase. In 2021, phase two, uh, junior high, uh, we want to continue to close the envelope on the exterior of that building, uh, the, the brickwork, the tuck pointing, all of that stuff, because the building was built in 1924. And uh, it's, you know, just think about this. It's coming up on its 100-year anniversary. And a lot of the things in, that, in the interior or the exterior of that building are original. And so t- doing the work around the rest of the building like we've done around the north side... And I, when I've talked to the junior high teachers, they talk about how much quieter it is because of the windows in those classrooms that are on the north side. Um, and then in 1996, when the building was air-conditioned, uh, uh, it's starting to show its age, obviously. It's time for a new chiller, and that, that chiller has been giving us problems. Uh, it's been problematic in the whole time I've been superintendent. That's $1.2 million. Guthrie Upper Elementary, again built in 89. Uh, this is, a, again, the 30-year-old building, and it was our newest building before we opened Charter Oak. Uh, we want to replace the chiller and uh, the HVAC control system. Uh, and the, uh, we've, tried to, with, we've tried to add thermostats in there. This is the original system that's supposed to control the, the heat and air. And we tried to band-aid it with thermostats, and it sort of works and sort of doesn't work, and we want to go in and, and fix all of that. And... That's 171000 And then a big portion of technology in this bond, uh, 400000 right there. And then in 2023, uh, we want to go to the high school. And this building built in 1967. It's 51 years old. The new high school, everyone knows that. Uh, these are original 51-year-old restrooms. We've changed out some of the fixtures. That's obviously a new partition. But we want to go through there, and, and again, this is what our students are using. We want to go through and, and give our students uh, modernized restrooms and, and do some things where we can make it, uh, just make it aesthetically a lot more pleasing. One of the things to think about, on this restroom right here, this is in the high school gym. So when we have a home basketball game or home wrestling match, uh, that's what our community, and th- that's, that's the representation of our community to people that are visiting. And I think that's important, that we, we need to put a better, uh, better badge on, on what we're doing. 450000 for that. By the way, those guys right there, that's our valedictorians. That's a bunch of them. Pretty proud of that. This phase also uh, do some more work on the uh, air handling units and the piping at the junior high, similar to what we did at Central, uh, put in units that are a lot quieter, and uh, we can also go from hot to cold uh, during the day. 
right now you have heat or you have air conditioning and you can't flip it back and forth. That's 1.6 million. Phase four, 2025. Cotterill Elementary, uh, built in 1950, and uh, I, I try not to editorialize on this, but I, I have to. Uh, it was a poor design the day it was opened, in my opinion, for a lot of reasons. But uh, it, has, it has served our district well, and the, the quad uh, was built in 1972, Usually I ask the trivia question, but I'm not going to because I know too many people know the answer to this. In 1972, the high school construction class built that building. That was before career tech. So this is what we want to do. We want to replace Cotterill Elementary. This is Noble right here. This is where the parking lot and playground are right now. And we want to set it back further, full-size gym, um, probably that's where the, the storm shelter would be, similar to what we did at Charter Oak, uh, and uh, have, a, have it further set back and give us queuing area for buses and cars that uh, give us more room to, to move the cars through. This is a two-story structure, and, uh, so, you know, uh, it's a lot tighter site than Charter Oak. We've got about 25 acres at Charter Oak. This is about 12 and a half acres that we have here, and so we, we, we go up with it. Um, so, why do we not want to renovate this building? And this, that was a decision that was fairly well committed to even before the last bond issue. One of the reasons is this stairwell right here goes down to the cafeteria. This stairwell goes up to the gym. And what happens when you have a student that's not ambulatory? Uh, they have to ride a lift that works some of the time. Or they go outside and around to a door inside the cafeteria. Um, nobody's fault. In 1950, those students weren't in public school. They were at home. But it's different now. Here's the next thing that's different. This is a, the quad that I was talking about. This is where um, the high school construction class in 1972 built this building. We have four classrooms here. The street is right here. And what stands between a bad guy and that classroom? And the answer is not much. The teacher has a peephole and they keep the door locked. And there we go. And, and it's not necessarily, you know, in this day and age, it's not necessarily someone that wants to get in there and spray bullets at children. It can be the father that has a protective order on him from that child, and he's beating on that door. And there's no, there's no one else that's right there. That's another reason that this is a bad design. And this is not the only portable or outside entrance classroom. We have four there, and then we have multiple portables around that building. This is the cafeteria, and I took this at the Chamber Coffee. Uh, there's about 55, 60 people in there, 
And uh, you can tell how crowded it is. We feed almost 400 people in there every day. Um, and I honestly don't know how they do it. Uh, as I said, this, the building has many challenges. Um, this is an important bullet point. The west side is the second fastest growing region in the school district, and the only, second only to the sewer road, Waterloo Road corridor. Um, we want to eliminate the need for portable classrooms, and that's, uh, we estimate that cost at $13.2 million. District-wide technology in this phase, $150,000. So again, we've spread it out through all of the phases. And that's, uh, there's a, a summary of what we're, uh, what we're looking at there. And you can see that we're, we've, got, uh, we've got it spread out among most of our buildings uh, and the secure entrances. Uh, we only have one secure entrance right now, and that's at Charter Oak. But again, you build schools differently now than you did back in even 1989 when Guess was built. We talked about in 2015, when we went to the voters, we didn't have a track record. We had, uh, that, that had an 18% on the average tax increase to the property owners. Now we've got a track record, and we have held ourselves accountable, and we can look at the tax, taxpayers in the eye and say, we have been good stewards of your money. And we want to continue this. This was started in 2015. We want to continue this, again, a long-term solution to our challenges. And this is an important slide. Um, things are different in our community than they were in 2015. But the overall goal, and, and this is something that the Ministerial Alliance preaches, um, we're on board at Guthrie Public Schools, the city, the chamber. We want to create an environment where our kids want to live here after they graduate. And we can't do that overnight, but we have to continue our progress. And then, you know, I've heard South County and Guthrie proper and all this stuff. Um, it's like I told the seniors today, you know, when, when I get to shake their hand at graduation, uh, I don't care where they live, I just know they're all Blue Jays. And, and I think that, that's something that we have to keep in mind. And, uh, and then the, the next, I saw this. Uh, after I started my presentations, but I thought to, to, the, to the grandparents that maybe don't have a child in Guthrie Public Schools or to the, to the retirees, are you willing to plant a tree when you know you will not enjoy the shade, but generations beyond you will? So the vote is on April 2nd, and, uh, and we have early voting, which will be Thursday and Friday. Uh, from 8 to 6 at the election board, 422 East Vilas.